Make the choice to begin anywhere in your life, and the journey has started. We exist more than just to educate. We exist to also revitalize. And along the way, you can inspire others and be inspired. But now there's a new generation of scholars, and I am among them. If you really want to know who you are and what you are capable of, Howard is the choice for you. Take a moment. Listen to the stories by joining the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, and his guest on The Journey. As a graduate of Howard University's MBA program, he ultimately returned to alma mater in 2011, serving in positions of increasing responsibility within the School of Business from Professor to Associate Dean of Academic Affairs and Administration, to his appointment as Dean of the prestigious Howard University School of Business in May 2020. Hello, my name is Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guest today, Dr. Anthony Wilborn, joins me for an insightful conversation about his life experiences, career journey, and his aspirations for the Howard University School of Business. Dr. Wilborn, welcome to the journey. Thank you, Mr. President, happy to be here. So let's start with where it all began. Let our audience know about where it began. Where did you go to elementary school and middle school? Well, I, I grew up in Flint, Michigan, uh, which is well known to everybody today as, as the, the home of the water crisis. At the time that I grew up, uh, Flint was a very well-known middle-class population uh, dominated by General Motors and, and all the, uh, the plants that were located there. So I kind of grew up in that environment uh, with the intent that uh, everybody was expected to, to graduate from high school and go work on in, on one of the assembly lines. I, wasn't, this, I decided not to do that, and so I wanted to pursue something different um, and decided to go on to college, which was relatively rare for people around that time frame. It was like the, the, the mid, uh, early 80s. Um, uh, I think that it was, it was a good choice for me because uh, it was right around the time where GM was making the shift for moving the, the opportunities away from Flint, uh, out of the country, and so forth. Um, and uh, it was a significant downturn that had a major impact on the city and the environment. Uh, but it was a great opportunity for, for my family. My family had, had migrated from the south. Uh, they all worked in, in General Motors without high school educations, but it provided us with an opportunity to have a comfortable middle life, middle, middle class lifestyle uh, in, in spite of the, uh, the lack of opportunities they had. I see. And so once you decided to go to college, what was the decision making like? Being in Michigan, I, I would imagine Michigan State, University of Michigan were options. But what yeah. led you to your decision to attend Michigan State? At the time, again, there weren't a lot of people who were going to college. Most of the people who went to college when I grew up were going for athletic scholarships. Um, so we didn't have a lot of exposure to the opportunities outside of Michigan. Um, I, was a, I ran track in high school, so I got the chance to go to various colleges for, for uh, track meets and so forth. Uh, so my options were relatively limited to Michigan State, University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan, and those, those things. Um, and plus, I, I was the first in my, my family to go to college. So I had nobody to give me any particular direction about HBCUs or other opportunities outside of Michigan. So that's kind of where I landed. And you ended up doing electrical engineering there. Yep. Uh, was that because of the influence of your mentor and, and how much of an interest you yourself developed in electrical engineering based on your high school exposure? It was, it was mostly my mentor. I, actually, I thought I wanted to be an architect. Uh, okay. That was my original goal. Right. Um, and. Uh, when he opened the opportunity, the, my eyes to the opportunity of electrical engineering, I just went for it, uh, not really knowing exactly what it was, or what, uh, what degree of difficulty there was in, in doing it. Um, and I, I stumbled initially because, again, it wasn't a college prep environment that I came from, so I had to really acclimate myself to the college environment very quickly. Um, but I, I think I, I got through it very, fairly well. Um, some of my colleagues didn't. It's a very, very difficult major, uh, mm -hmm. but I was fortunate enough to make it through. 
Why Howard's MBA program? What attracted you uh, to Howard's MBA program? Uh, there are lots of MBA programs yeah. uh, in this DMV area. I, I like to tell people the district is like a, a college town, in my opinion. But <laughs> nevertheless, you, you had other options. Why Howard? I, um, I had come from, again, uh, Michigan State, a predominantly white institution. At the time, Michigan State had about 45,000 students, and about 2,000 of us were black. Mm. Um, so it was a very, very um, uh, white environment for lack of a better term. Um, and when I came here, I initially started taking classes at University of Maryland, working towards a degree, a master's degree there. Uh, but I found myself thinking, oh, this is, this is very similar to what I've been exposed to. I was working in the corporate environment, dealing with all the kind of microaggressions associated with that. And I, I just felt, okay, I, I need to do something different. And, and so I actually came down to Howard's Business School and just walked around. I walked into the office, had a conversation with the MBA director and he convinced me that this was the place to, to be to address some of the concerns I had about working in uh, these environments where we weren't necessarily welcomed. And so I jumped at the opportunity. So you decided to make a complete switch, um, go yeah. to get your PhD. What was that conversation like with your, your loved ones and significant others? Sure. At this, because now you're, you're not you know, coming out of high school and, and trying to leave the state of Michigan. Now you're... Uh, you know, fully formed. You've, you've been in the corporate world twice now. Yeah. Uh, went back to school, got your MBA, and now you're thinking of going back to school again. How was that received? It was, it was, it was a, an interesting transition. I had spent about, by, at that point, I had been in corporate America probably about 14, 15 years. And I was just kind of getting burnt out by it. I was doing a lot of traveling as a consultant across the country. I spent about nine months in Denver. I was working in New York. Um, and I was just getting tired and thought it was time for me to do something else. Um, and, and in particular to make a, a contribution back to, uh, um, to society. Um, and so I wanted to make a shift. And so I, 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 was, I started working at the Federal Reserve uh, down in, in, um, on Constitution Avenue and got accepted into the PhD program at uh, George Washington. And so I was, I was actually doing both simultaneously. I, I, right. the, the GW uh, gave me the latitude to be able to do that and plus George Washington was only like three blocks away. Um, and, uh, the, but the most difficult transition was when I finished that and decided, okay, now I'm, I want to make the shift to academia because that required me to take a significant pay cut in addition to changing my mindset about work and right. what that meant to be a researcher and, a, and an academician versus a corporate person. And what was your PhD focused on? I, I, I made an effort to try to combine the two worlds I was operating in. So I wanted to look at it uh, the technical aspects of business and the management aspects. And so it was in management of science, technology, and innovation with a supporting field in strategic management and entrepreneurship. You're listening to The Journey. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guest today is Dr. Anthony Wilborn, Dean of Howard University School of Business. And so you decide to get back into academics and you, you decide to join Morgan State. Yeah. Uh, what was your role at Morgan State initially and, and what did that grow into? Um, and again, interestingly enough, I, I had opportunities to go other places, I, and I had interviewed for jobs at Johns Hopkins and, and other areas. Um, but I, I, again, I, it was something telling me I needed to give back to, to African-American students and decided I wanted to go to Morgan State. And so I went there as an associate professor, I mean, I'm sorry, assistant professor, eventually became associate professor um, in information systems. And so I taught in production operations management, uh, a few classes in information systems and so forth. Um, and also worked on a uh, research project or grant from the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration for about 10 years 
um, in collaboration with, with one of your colleagues, uh, Larry Robinson, who's now the president yeah. at FAMU. He and I work together on that, okay. um, where we're doing studies in environmental science and environmental management and policy. So at this point, you spent quite a few years away from, from Howard. You, you were at Morgan State for what, 12 years. 12 years, yep. Uh, so you spent some 17 years or so after your MBA away from Howard and, and uh, plus. And uh, what brings you back? There was a pull to come back to the Mecca, uh, as I think all of us who are in this position where we went to school here and came back on some, in some capacity. Um, I always had my eye, actually when I, when I graduated my doctoral program, I wanted to, to, to come to Howard, but there wasn't an opportunity at the time. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to come back here. Um, and so when I was at Morgan, uh, at, around the time of that 10th or 12th year, I had to make a decision. Am I gonna pursue the full professorship at Morgan? or do I want to try to make this leap right now? Because I had tenure at Morgan, so I had to give up tenure to come to Howard, which was a sacrifice in and of itself. But I wanted to, I wanted to be here. I had several conversations with Dr. Harvey, who was dean at the time, mm -hmm. over a year, a year and a half or so. Um, and, uh, and, and I thought it was something that I needed to do was to get back on this campus and see what I could do to, to continue the legacies of, of, of uh, excellence here. So you now uh, are the dean. Um, at the School of Business, where I myself also received my MBA. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your future plans? What do you see for Howard University's School of Business? So the, the, the um, education in the business world has changed dramatically in the last couple of years, or probably the last decade. And so we, what, what I've determined is that we need to adapt to that change. And some of the changes that we've seen is infusion and technology into the business world. So students have to be technology literate. Um, we have to develop uh, a sense of leadership in our students so that they can go out and make a contribution because we've seen, for example, a dearth of leadership uh, in the country that's uh, eminent from folks who were um, educated in business years ago who did not have the same emphasis on leadership and ethics. Um, and so we need to infuse more ethics into what we do. And uh, just a sense of having students more aware of the geopolitical, socioeconomic impact that business decisions make on the world. Um, and so those kinds of things are the things I wanna, I wanna infuse in our students, which means that we have to develop a curriculum that's more flexible that allows students to pursue those things. And so I'm looking at trying to make some, some shifts in our curriculum to give students opportunities to specialize in functional areas that may be more appropriate in today's environment than the traditional standard um, you know, marketing degree or finance degree or, or uh, information systems. The, the School of Business has received some significant gifts recently to start um, some new and energized programs. Maybe you want to mention a couple of those and, mm -hmm. and way, how you see those Absolutely. Uh, going and being launched. And, and that kind of is consistent with what I just mentioned. For example, we just received a $10 million gift from HPS to develop a center for financial excellence. Um, and that is going to allow our students to pursue a very uh, specific focus in in the area of finance that our students have not been exposed to in the past so for example private equity um, and investment management uh, those those areas are very hard for our students to to break down the walls to get into because the the firms in those areas tend to focus on very specific targeted schools and Howard was not one of them so this gives us a leg up to get our students prepared to get into the private equity world because we're going to create curriculum around that co-curricular and extracurricular activities, seminars and workshops. HPS is gonna allow us to, to, to have access to internships and we'll broaden that to other private equity firms as well. 
Um, so it's, again, giving us a, 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 an identity around a space that we haven't been involved with. And the same thing with the, the gift we got from uh, Warner Music and the, the Vlatnik Foundation, uh, getting us access to areas of, of the music industry from the, from the back end and the business side, not from the entertainment side. Um, and giving our students access to those those jobs and those jobs at the executive levels, not the entry level. And then the Marriott gift, um, in excess of 21 million, it looks at hospitality and so on. But the aspects of that that include real estate and those types of things that, quite frankly, have been very very, um, you know, fruitful for investors as well as practitioners. Uh, how, how do you see that working uh, beyond just the hospitality industry? Sure, sure, and. Um, so again, there are a, a, a large number of schools that focus on hospitality. Cornell, for example, is very well known in that space. Um, but I think what we want to do here and what Marriott wants to do as well is create a pipeline of students who can enter into the corporate space and create a diverse environment at the executive levels. And so in order to do that, the way I envision it, uh, these students have to be not learned in the aspects of running a hotel at the lower level, at the operational level but some of the executive decisions that go with that. So we need to get our students prepared to understand aspects of commercial real estate, uh, supply chain management, inventory management, um, uh, uh, yield management, those kinds of things, and even environmental management uh, at the executive level so that they can come out of our program and hopefully build in some internships with Marriott and, and other companies. They can come out of our program and as opposed to being entry, uh, entry level uh, desk clerk at a hotel, they can go into the executive level where the decisions are made and make an immediate contribution. So we're, we're trying to create that pipeline to the executive suite through this, through this funding. I, and as we close, I ask all my guests this, uh, especially if they're alum, but you have two perspectives, alum and uh, the dean of the School of Business. Why Howard? Howard is a special place, uh, no matter how you, you, you slice it. Um, the legacy here, uh, the people here, the love for this institution is incredible. Um, and the work that we do, bar none, uh, cannot be duplicated, I don't think, anywhere. Uh, we take students who are coming in, some of them very intelligent, many of them very intelligent, uh, but maybe coming from dis disadvantaged backgrounds and need an opportunity. Um, and they come into a space that has a very long history of doing that. And I'm happy to be a part of, of making that transition, shaping these students, seeing where they come from as a freshman through their uh, graduation, and coming back and, and making significant contributions. And the School of Business has a host of alum who can demonstrate that the, the world can change by hiring a, a Howard MBA or Howard undergrad business student. Yeah, absolutely right. Thanks for being here. My guest today was Dr. Anthony Wilbon, the Dean of the Howard University School of Business. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick. Please join me next time on The Gene.